Welcome to the Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 206. I'm your host today, David Palermo, and on the line we have Adam Deacon making donuts and Mike Smith, as always, at Fantasy Smitty on Twitter. So he's been a great correspondent. Follow along on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Numb Bills Fan Everywhere, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports and PunchDrunkSports.com. And uh, look, we dive right into this conversation about Derek Anderson right now. Mike was going so hot, I just pressed record. We had a call about something else. I said, screw it. So here it is. Okay, so I get the notification that Anderson's fucking starting here. And it's just like, as the Bills coordinate their team, they don't even coordinate their own team. They waited till Wednesday. Like, a normal coach would have been like, our starter, we know our, our, our rookie's injured, our starter's going to be. They would have said this on Monday. But no, they waited until the media shit all over Peterman, and then all the Bills fans were, oh, Peterman sucks. So they're like, hey, let's start this old shitty veteran who hasn't done shit except one fucking pedestrian year in Cleveland in his 13 fucking seasons in the NFL. So they start him, and then I'm listening to Murph and... Who's the other dude on with Murph right now? Why well, I don't even know why they fired uh, Jones. But anyways, so I'm Steve listening Tasker, to these guys. Steve Mike. Okay. And it's Steve Tasker. Okay. Oh, my God. So they're like, what are your realistic expectations of the team on Sunday? And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, my realistic expectations is fucking Anderson's going to come in. He's going to throw some fucking interceptions. The offense is going to look like shit. And the defense, if we're lucky, is going to keep us in a game that we shouldn't be in because the offense is so fucking terrible. And Peterman's going to be just sitting over on the sideline just fucking laughing and be like, you guys think I suck? Be like, you should see what I have to fucking work with, okay? And um, and fucking Tasker, he's less like, yeah, I can see him, you know, commanding the offense and getting things moving. And, you know, I could see them, you know, scoring like 20 points. I'm thinking, where the fuck are you getting this realistic expectations? Because I'm using my fingers and I got two quotes going up and no one can see him but me. But I'm telling you, that ain't realistic, okay? Because Derek Anderson is terrible. And if your realistic expectations is to think Derek Anderson's going to lead this offense, and he's just like, oh, yeah, he's just going to come in and he's going to take what the defense can give him and it's going to be all great. And, you know, the defense is going to keep us into a game. And, you know, if we would have scored 20 points last week, that would have been all we needed to win the game. And I'm thinking, no, we needed more than that because the fucking offense wasn't doing shit until Peterman stepped on the field and threw that TD pass. So even if we scored, you know, 20 points, which that was never going to happen, you know, that wasn't going to be enough because the offense wasn't doing shit. And those 20 theoretical points would have never gone up on the board because the offense was terrible. And Josh Allen can't read the field. And not only if he can't read the field, if he does make the right read, he's still not making the throws that he needs to make. 
And yeah, it's cool when he breaks off a run. You're like, oh man, this guy's so athletic. It's like, yeah, that's fucking great. But you know what? No one's just like, man, fucking Drew Brees, the way he got out of that fucking pocket, man, ran and jumped over a dude. He's like fucking legend. No one ever says that because he's just fucking gunslinging back there, hitting every goddamn wide receiver from fucking Ted Ginn to goddamn, you know, Alvin Kamara. It doesn't even fucking matter who he's throwing to. So. You know, rant over. Mike, Mike, no, it's not. No, it's not. You said something before I press record about the coaching staff. And and keep this in mind, too. Um, These dudes on the real, real, like, Nate Peterman doesn't understand. These quarterbacks don't understand protections. That's like football one-on-one. That's why it's like with Derek Anderson. It's like, it's like, it's like. The whole thing I did on the coaching staff before you hit record when yeah, so the entire preseason and offseason, they're right just now. like, hey, hey, we did all this research and we've done all this and all that. And through film study and practice and preseason, you know what? We we have decided that the person who's best fitted to run this offense is Nathan Peterman. Eh, fuck it. You know, it's been 30 minutes and he didn't do what we thought he would do. So let's just throw in the fucking rookie and just see how well he does. Oh, wait. He also played like shit that game. Because when your fucking offensive line is fucking protecting like shit and they look like a bunch of fucking middle schoolers in a high school fucking football game, it doesn't matter. If you don't protect your quarterback and you can't run the ball and people are stacking the box, they're just like, go ahead. It doesn't matter. We're pinning our ears back. We're going to fucking rush you until you're dead, down on the ground, broken arms, broken shoulder, bruised ribs. It doesn't matter. We're just going to destroy you all game long until you're so beaten mentally that you're scared, you're moving, you're not sitting in the pocket, you're rushing your throws. You know all that all that footwork stuff that we talked about earlier in the season. Yeah, like, you know those short. Shit. I go those short passes he was hitting. They actually were decent. He gets his head clobbered in Josh Allen. He doesn't make him. Deacon, you with us still? Yep. Thoughts? Nope. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, oh, dude. So. All right, so we were texting Mike and I earlier, and I was like, "All right, let's let's title this podcast the Derek Anderson Advice Column." And oh, a little teaser here: had three podcasts, number two hundred three with Nate Geary. If you missed it, go check it out. All it is about is is this Josh Allen and quarterback situation for somebody who's played the position in college is on the radio, has all the resources at the helm at WGR five fifty. Also two hundred four was with Kyle Trimble from Banged Up Bills. Uh, Dr. David Chow had to postpone until today. And number 205 was with Dr. David Chow. So please check that out. We got into some awesome stuff about former Bills and Chargers players. He was the head team doctor for the Chargers for 17 years. He actually put uh, Philip or not Philip Drew Brees' shoulder back in its socket. It was crazy really fun conversation awesome like really like he's a really fun dude to talk to so just wanted to tease that go back tell your friends subscribe to the podcast but this one was advice for Derek Anderson I'm gonna lead this off Deacon I'll hit you and then we'll let Mike close this out because you know he's not gonna shut the fuck up so I'll go first Mike and I'm gonna kick it to Deacon 
So Derek Anderson, all you got to do in an X's and O's standpoint simply is play fundamental football. The line is actually getting a little bit better at protecting the quarterback every week, and it's it's gelling a little bit more every week, the line. Believe it or not, it's just Josh Allen has no clue how to step up in the pocket, how to manipulate the pocket. He has no clue about any of that shit. And that's where you come in, Mike. You were right about it. So you've been saying it the whole time, Dave, he's going to get hammered. He's going to get hammered. He's going to get hammered. And now we just talked about it. Now those little short passes he showed, oh, I can make these. Now he's kind of like fucked. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm off my rocker here, but it's still early. But Dr. David Child brought up a great point on the podcast about quarterbacks. He goes, look, I'm not X's and O's guy, but I will say how many quarterbacks had a rough first, you know, go about it, and then they turn it around. And he really talked about Drew Brees for a long time, so check that out um, and the whole thing with that. So to me, it's like he just needs to execute fundamental shit. I I just want to see – is this offense even worth running? I haven't even been able to get a, a proper evaluation, but frankly, um, you know, advice of Derek Anderson is, uh, are you colorblind? First of all, Mike Sawyer, our friend, Mike Sawyer, friend of the podcast always says Nate Peterman is colorblind, frankly. And I would bust his balls, but I agree with him. Nate Peterman must be colorblind. Derek Anderson just has to do simple shit, dude. There's not a quarterback on the roster of the Bills that knows how to play quarterback at the NFL level. Let's not forget, Peterman was a great prospect if you develop him. So well, yeah, I don't think I don't think there's any anything that has anything to do with color here. I think, frankly, with, with Peterman, your problem is a guy who just is too obvious, can't look off his throws, and you know what I'm saying? You got you got these defensive backs sitting in zone coverage, just watching his eyeballs and like jumping in front of it. So, well, I mean, it, it, the thing is, the 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 defense and whoever called that play when he threw the pick six, it was it was a great play call because of the offense that they run in Buffalo. Like they set it up and they matriculated. Peterman to think that it was uh, a certain coverage. They made him think that the corner was dropping back when in reality it wasn't. But based on the look that they were showing, Peterman made the throw. Unfortunately, the look wasn't what it was. Um, Only advice I can give to my man Anderson, call up Vontae Davis and don't even go to the fucking game. Just fucking quit right before the game. Just don't even do the halftime shit because at that point, you're probably going to have a fucked up shoulder. Your back's going to be hurt. I mean, at this point, you ain't no goddamn spring chicken, okay? Just fucking turn around and fucking run. Take whatever money they already gave you. Remember, when you came in, when you came in, Anderson, all you were going to do, you were going to sit on the bench. You were going to make whatever i don't know if they were giving you a million you were supposed to just sit there you were gonna coddle this quarterback you were gonna talk to him no Rub one said leg. anything about you getting fucked up in the pocket and getting sacked 
20, 30 times this season, okay? So just turn around and run, man. Leave that to the young kids. Just talk to Vontae. He'll tell you there's no sense in sitting around this fucking dumpster fire. You guys got your millions of dollars. Just go. Just go back into retirement and just say, fuck this shit. It's not worth it. That's why Brett Favre doesn't play anymore. Just ask him. It's not that he can't throw anymore. He doesn't want to get hit anymore. So, look, Derek Anderson, Yo, not for just nothing. talk to Vontae Davis. All you got to do, retire. This is not what you signed up for. You've been fleeced by the Buffalo Bills, and they're not good at fleecing anybody. So, just turn around and run, brother. All right, Mike, Mike, Mike. And Deacon. I'm Could you have picked a worse fucking backup quarterback? Like, seriously. Like, uh, I, the, the, the thing that fucking bothers me about this regime, like, really bothers me, is this I know more than you shit, which I've gone over every podcast, except for the last few. damn right let I know more finish, than let you. Let me finish. Let me finish. Not you, but the, the, the other guys. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Obviously, you get it. Yeah. I do know. Yeah, We're joking. We're kidding. Yeah. And And it's like, you know... My whole deal is just like when you make the playoffs, you want to sustain it, and then you want to do that continuously, okay? And there's equity in these picks, and there's no accountability for it. And it's you know it, that's my whole deal. We all have our little deal. We all have our own problems with that. What's that say if all of us have our own problems? And now we have one of three phases after a year and fucking six games that can actually get their shit together consistently, maybe. Maybe because they haven't played a quarterback as good as Philip Rivers since. So, you know, like, I don't fucking know. Do I have faith in this defense? It's coming together, man. It's fucking solid. And I'll tell you, it's a better defense looking right now these last three games than any Dick Duran. You know why? Because they don't get fucking tired. They don't get tired. The depth is insane. So offensively, it's what this podcast is about. It's fucking Derek Anderson. It's like, what a fucking joke. Like, what a joke. Like, it, it sucks, man. Like, it sucks, dude. Like, it, it, but the thing is, is anything is better than this. But it's like, has Derek Anderson even thrown 100 fucking footballs in the last week? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know what truthfully scares me, though, is that he's going to come in there and he is going to have enough game experience to take what the defense gives him. Yep. And. Everyone's going to be like, oh, he threw for 260 yards. He's the truth. Or some some crap, you know what I mean? And it's exactly what I was afraid of, kind of in reverse. Going from, I mean, you know, back when we talked, before we knew who the quarterback was going to be. Not that we really know who the quarterback's going to be still. But, um, you know, back in the preseason... When, when the competition was wide open, my, my fear was, you know, these guys aren't going to be careful with the ball like Tyrod was, and it's going to be the sky is falling for every single Bills fan around the world. And, I mean, it kind of is. That's kind of been what it's been. I mean, Josh Allen hasn't had a ton of turnovers or anything, but it's just... Dude, the competition the, is so bleak, Deacon. It's like, this the, is the, it. The lack of finesse on the offense. Even when he takes off running. He, Look, uh, what I'm going to tell you guys, Peterman is the best 
quarterback that's on that roster. And the fact that they don't call the right plays or teach him not to throw certain passes, that quarterback is going to go, he's going to go play for the fucking Raiders in a year. And he's going to be like fucking Rich Gannon. And the Bills are still going to be a dumpster fire after that. The competition was never wide open. It was never any at any point. It was only wide open in the national media and in fans' eyes. The competition was never open. If you went to practice, if you heard anybody that was watching the practice, on an everyday basis, Peterman won. So how can someone be so well at practice but not in the game? It doesn't make sense when you're talking he was so well against a defense that is number six in the NFL right now. It doesn't make sense. The only thing that would make sense is the fact that they don't know what the fuck they're doing when they're calling the plays. They don't know how to protect the quarterback. And when you don't know how to protect the quarterback, I don't give a shit who you are as a quarterback. You're not going to succeed. I mean, you're just not. If there's no protection and there's a rush and you're rushing every throw or, or this is even better for people that don't understand when you're told to do something and you're told to make that first read and throw that ball, you do what you are told because you want to keep your position. If they're not giving whoever they put the ball, if, if you say you're the starter, you have to give them freedom. You have to let them be whoever they can be. If you are going to just give them the ball and say, do this, you're not giving them the freedom. You're going to say, okay, check your first read if it's their throw. Well, if the defense is showing you something that's not there, and you look and you're like, oh, my first read's good. Well, no, that's not going to work every time because you're going to you're going to get picked. You're, the defense is literally disguised to show you something that's not there. And if you're told to throw to that spot, then you're going to throw more interceptions than you would otherwise if you just had free roam to survey the field yourself to find the matchup that is best based on the formation, not based on what you were told to go through your reads. Because it's easier to look at your matchup and be like, okay, what do I got going on here? Oh, shit. I got LaShawn McCoy. He's in the slot right now. He's lined up against a linebacker. That is who I'm going to look at. Now, that's what you say in your mind. But your coaches say, okay, your first progression is your wideout. And then when you're out there, you're like, okay, we got two deep and we got the corners up. Okay, we're looking at a man situation or a zone situation. So once you've determined, let's say you think it's a zone. Well, if they're playing man and that dude's about to jump the route, you're fucked because you just read the wrong read. But you did that because you were told to go with the progression and the progression started on the outside. When in your mind, you're like, my best option right here is LaShawn McCoy, who's lined up against the linebacker. So if you don't give your quarterback the freedom to make his own decision, you're going to get left with whatever happens. So I think that's the Bills' problem. They don't. It's one thing to just trot somebody out on the field, but you have to trot them out and let them be them. You know, but, you know, you know it's a dumpster fire Deacon, over Deacon there. thoughts. Deacon rail for a second here. I'm going to turn you up. So, Mike, uh, give him a sec because i got to turn the volume up oh. a little bit for him. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna oh, you're you're mentioning something about when Josh Allen takes off running. So yeah, we're all we're all applauding him for for you know scrambling out of the pocket and scoring a couple of touchdowns, which is exactly what everyone was criticizing Tyrod Taylor for doing. And frankly, he's not doing it better than Tyrod Taylor did it. Um, now again, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the guy who's who's met married to Tyrod mentally still, you know, like there's better quarterbacks around, but we don't have one of them. We have Derek Anderson and Nathan Peterman, who, I mean, you can make any excuse you want for his development thus far, but he's off to historically the worst start of like any quarterback uh, in the last 30 not years. Not to cut you off deep, but let me interject this fact and I want you to keep going, but Nate Geary mentioned, because I go, Nate, I would be willing to bet this offense, I want to do some research before I had you on, that this offense is worse than the Dick Ron offense. He goes, actually, this offense is worse than uh, like something like since 1960 in NFL history, Deke. So take it from there. Yeah, uh, I saw some I saw some little factoid float by my, my uh, news feed yesterday, I think it was, that said, like, he was the first, he was the first, quarterback to nine interceptions and under 80 throws since like 1984. So like he's historically bad in game situations. And, you know, Mike pointed out like he was head and shoulders better at practice. And I think, I think what we're looking at is a product of the practice environment where they were letting the offense led by young quarterbacks and the relatively inexperienced AJ McCarron dictate the tempo of, of the practice. And I think, once you take away the ability to have that control over the speed, the speed of the action, you know, when you're playing an opposing defense, they're not going to let you breathe. They're going to, they're going to do everything they can to make sure you don't. And I honestly just don't think, you know, having only been to training camp one day this year, truthfully, it it just, my, my inference is going to be that they didn't give him an honest game speed in practice well you can't and that's the whole thing and the thing that kills me is like what well, how you know bills fans are so fucking educated dude like we are so educated Deeks. that's why we started this podcast man it's just like yo uh-uh we need like level three level four thinking this whole surface bullshit we know more than you is bullshit stop it just stop yeah. it. this roster is depleted the other thing is, and people keep on talking about Nathan Peterman's interceptions, which is hilarious to me because whenever people talk about it, if if it's someone you like, this is how they would say, like, you know, Drew Brees throws two interceptions to start the game, and both of them were deflections. Oh, you know, obviously it was not his fault, Drew Brees. Um, you know, they deflect the, the receiver dropped it and it was a deflection. You know, it happens, but no one ever says that when they talk, they say Nathan Peterman's throw nine interceptions in 79 passes, but they don't comment on how many of those passes went off his players' hands or it was deflected at the line. Like, Mike, he that said, like eight happens. out of nine of them hit the players like directly in their hands. And like probably like it's four not eight out of nine. It's, it, it, what is he ha- how I many think, pick sixes does like he have? How many pick sixes? I, like the four? sure fact of the matter, Mike, the sure fact of the matter is like 
But no, 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 guys, you guys are forgetting. You guys are forgetting the whole point here. At the end of the day, he was literally the best quarterback on the roster, and they didn't even give him a game. They didn't give him a game. And last week when we lost, you know why we lost? Everyone's all he threw the pick six. Yeah. But no, no, pause. Go before then. The team was doing very well, and all of you jackass Nathan Peterman haters were just like, holy shit, Nathan Peterman's looking good. Nathan Peterman threw a TD. Nathan Peterman's got us the lead. Nathan Peterman is leading us on this five-minute drive. That's the truth. That's what you say. That's what's going on. Pause. Stop. So right there, the the team is moving. I said we're in the twilight zone, and I give them – I give him less than but 10 guess what? He dropped the ball. Guess what? When he was as confident as he could be and the offense was moving and he was making the throws that he needed to, you know what they did as the Bills? They called three straight fucking runs. And when it was third down, not one of you looked at that run and said we were going to get a first down because you know what you said when you saw that third down configuration? You looked at the defense, you looked at the offense, and you're like, they're clearly going to fucking run and they're going to get stopped. If you didn't have that thought in your pro- your mind, you were delusional because there was no way what they had lined up was going to get a first down. And they didn't even have their best running back in the backfield when they were trying to get a long third and two. What they should have done is they should have passed. At that position, and I guarantee you it would have been a first down. Dude, he's going down is, the center of the field. I don't know why he just doesn't take over and go, yo, I'm going to look at my second and third read and fucking just look where I'm not going to throw a pick. Because like you're saying. they don't give the quarterbacks the flexibility to do that. It's like what I just mentioned before. It's one thing if a quarterback steps up to the line of scrimmage and you're Tom Brady and you're a great quarterback, you got freedom. You know what Tom Brady does when he steps up to the line of scrimmage? He looks across the field and he says, where's my best matchup, okay? You know what any Bills quarterback the last five years does? They say, I'm told I got to go through my progressions. The number one read on this is my outside receiver. And when you're told to go through your reads, based on the way someone else has written it up against the defense that they have no idea what's going to be present, guess what? You're not going to make the right throw because you're not looking. Like, I don't go into my playbook when I'm playing a video game and I'm playing Madden. I don't say, oh, according to this, the number one target is this red target. That's the number one read. I don't even fucking care what is the number one read when I pick a play. I don't care what the number one read is until I get to the line of scrimmage and I see what the defense is doing. Then I say, who's the number one fucking read? Because I'm basing it based on what the defense is. But (laughs) the luxury that the Bills quarterbacks have is not that, okay? They don't have that freedom. They don't get to say, oh, my best matchup is right here and I'm starting right here. No, 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 no. They're told to go through the progressions, and whoever they're told is the number one read is the number one read. And that's exactly why Kelvin Benjamin is leading the team in targets when he unequivocally should not be, okay, because he's not open. Mike, Mike, let Deacon rail here for a minute. 
and then let me take over and then steer this I got back nothing. to you. You go, you go ahead, Dave. You go ahead. Okay. Okay. So let's take this to the next level. I mean, I'm talking to two people I really trust here. This is a great conversation. And it's like, what have you shown me to renew my fucking season tickets next year? Frankly, like, what the fuck <laughs> have you shown me, Bill? Like, 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 seriously, <laughs> like, seriously, what the fuck have you shown me before December games? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, is that how many it is? Something stupid? No, probably not four. But like, it's a lot. Okay, and, and it's like, as a fan, dude, they don't even have a fucking. It doesn't even seem like they have, like, a true scouting and pro personnel infrastructure. And Dr. David Chow and I were talking about Buddy Nix, and he's friends with Buddy Nix. And it's like, Buddy Nix, I was talking like, Buddy Nix set up a scouting infrastructure. Like, he, he set up lining up Doug Wavy to be his predecessor. Like, all this crap. And, like, I don't know, I got rid of him, get rid of him, gotta get rid of him. Don't listen to those fucking fans, Okay. Because, like, this place is not attractive. You know how revisionist history could have went? You could have had those picks, Mike. And then this year, you could have just plugged out the fucking holes to free agents because you have a team that's on the rise of promise. And now you have a team that is just fucking swirling and dog shit where the defense is dependable. Special teams is not fucking rocket science. And if anything, I could argue that special teams has gotten easier because you don't have to do as much now. Okay? What? Going on what you're saying, so I, Let me finish. Let me finish. If you don't fully. have two, listen, listen. If you don't have two out of the three right, I don't think I trust this regime, honestly, dude. Defense is easy to fix. Sorry. It is. Wade Phillips does it every year. You could send Wade Phillips to a new fucking team every fucking year until the dude croaks, and they're going to be a top five defense. Okay, that tells you everything you need to know about coaching. It comes down to communication and understanding what the fuck you have to work with. And I'm fucking over it, man. Like, I'm so over this offense sucking. You have LaShawn McCoy. If LaShawn McCoy is not touching the ball one time a fucking series, you should be fired. I am sorry. That's pathetic, dude. No, just to piggyback on what you're saying, though, like, here's the funny thing. If you have so much faith in a quarterback... This is what I would have done if I was Dougie, Dougie D, okay? Um, he obviously likes Nathan Peterman. He enjoys everything he sees out of him. So why instead of, why go up in the draft, waste all these picks to get a first-round pick that you're not even like, that's not even like, Polish. It's not even like they went up Dude, and got, it's like, like buying a Ferrari that you're buying a Ferrari that needs to get worked on and you're gonna drive like in the you winter. Said, they could have filled all the holes. They could have patched up that offensive line with early picks in the first round. And then they could have let Nathan Peterman go out there. Nathan Peterman could have either been protected and done well, or he could have been protected and he could be the same person. If he's protected and he's the same shitty person, well, guess what? He's not a good quarterback, okay? Then you bomb the year, but guess what? You filled the holes. Now you have a good offensive line. Now your defense is solid. Now you just need a quarterback. Now you just hit the bed last year because the guy you thought was going to be a good quarterback wasn't. Now you still have a high first-round pick. Now you get your quarterback and bam, he goes into an offensive system that protects the quarterback, 
They got weapons around them. The defense is getting the ball. They're giving you opportunities. That person's in a position to succeed. No quarterbacks in a position to succeed in Buffalo right now, okay? So I don't care if you brought Tom Brady over here. Guess what? You bring goddamn Aaron Rodgers over here. You know what he's going to complain about? Every goddamn thing that's going on, okay? Because nothing's going right over there on that offensive side of the ball. They're averaging 13 fucking points a game. And guess what? Beyond the fact that Nathan Peterman came in uh, last week, Nathan Peterman's played less than a full game, okay? We're five weeks into the season. So for all the people that are talking about Nathan Peterman's the sh- worst quarterback ever, guess what? In, in the amount of time he's played, he is no worse than the other quarterback that everyone praises so tremendously. All right, so, can, I ask, all right can I ask you another question about Nate Peterman because you're on a roll? Yeah, go ahead. All right. What was it like eating the corn out of his fucking shit? I I've never ate shit, Dave. Dude, you are in love with fucking Nate Peterman, dude. Like we clearly I'm not we are hitting. It, it, like, do you look, want us to I, get you a I jersey? No, do you want to try to I get a jersey? No, uh, look, I have no. Probably got to get custom I made. You're I don't the only pick. Request. I don't pick. I don't pick a horse in the race. Okay. But if I'm looking at it from a non-biased opinion, I can see who the best he player is. He throws to that, the wrong those... fucking team. And until Derek Anderson throws more interceptions than him. Wait until Derek Anderson when he is does, laying on his back When he does, I will Sunday. be on the Peterman train. Believe me. When he does, I'll be like, you know what? <laughs> Don't okay. throw the fucking... <laughs> Have you seen the stats? For the Bills, they shouldn't be Peterman's in this in position, the game dude. What's Have Jim Kelly doing? Him? How's Jim Kelly recovering? Can he lift weights? Like seriously, okay. seriously all I'm saying this is, is so the Bills' awful. offense is atrocious. Okay, I say I'm defending Zay Jones, and you could easily say, "Well, what has Zay Jones done?" Zay Jones hasn't done shit because no one's throwing him the goddamn ball. Dude, Zay Jones is actually getting better, dude. Like, for real. We've been oh, talking about that. Is every he week. getting better because the shitty quarterback threw him a touchdown? How is he all suddenly better because some shitty douchebag came off the bench and threw him a touchdown? Like, occasionally a fucking, what's that saying? Like, a clock is right, a broken clock is right twice a day. So, occasionally, you know, the quarterback position is this whole thing of a marriage between throwing this thing called the football from the quarterback to the receiver's hands. And it happened to be a touchdown. And it was a gorgeous okay. throw. It Let was me a great just give read you a, of the a, defense. A great example. Awesome. Guess what? Everyone thought Jared Goff was a fucking pilot. Not with Jared Goff, dude. Jared fucking Nate Geary already covered this. I'm not getting into that. Jared Goff threw for so many fucking touchdowns and yards. It's not even funny. Like, Josh Allen, this is what we expected if he came to a spot that wasn't right, Mike. You told me this, and, and we're living it, and it's just like, the, the the bigger narrative is like no, no, why? The no, 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 Mike, 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 not, Mike, it's Mike, not the, the quarterback, it, it's the coaching. Exactly my point. That's exactly my point. So and we're splitting hairs on who we think's terrible, but I'm telling you, if Nathan Peterman had better coaching and better play calling, he wouldn't look half as he wouldn't even look bad at all. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He's like fucking Rich Gannon, who's been with several shitty teams, and then all of a sudden he finds a goddamn quarterback savant, and he's a fucking incredible quarterback. He is in 
fucking living nightmare because he has to show his ability on literally the most inept offense in 40 fucking years. Think about that. They're the most inept offense in 40 years. Mike, he is still the worst quarterback statistically ever. No, he's not. Yes, he is. That's because he's on a shitty offense. He can't even survive a game, bro. Until he survives a game, I'm not having this Peterman conversation. Look, like this. Okay. Like we Look spent what too Brock much time Osweiler did last week. I Look can't what take Brock this Peterman. This is a Derek Anderson podcast. Huh? What What you guys are failing to understand, the difference between success and failure is not always on the player. Okay? No, a lot that's of what all we talk about. We're ripping the coaches right now. We're ripping the pro personnel department. It doesn't no, exist. They can't find fucking a better quarterback than Derek. So then oh, what Derek does it Anderson's a nice guy. He watched my fucking kids probably. Great. Let's get the fucking band back together. How about you dig up some fucking Hall of Famers? What's even Randall Cunningham doing right now? I take fucking his. You couldn't bring the dog killer Michael Vick in? Like, you couldn't fucking do that. You couldn't do anything. No, because probably everybody you called didn't pick up the fucking phone because people could do the fucking math that the team offensively can't find pieces. And was I screaming about this in the defense in the first two games? Sure. But you got to wait till four games in, and now we're six, and it's still fucking more inept than anything we've ever seen. I don't care what quarterback they've thrown out there. It just flat out sucks, and I am not buying into this fucking process anymore on offense or special fucking teams, and defense is expected. Mike Patton had a serviceable defense year one. Schwartz had a serviceable defense year one. I'm sick of this rubbing the balls on fucking defense. I'm over it. I, have we pinched a nerve today? Yeah. Peter Mitch shouldn't even be on the fucking team. He shouldn't even be fucking talked about. But to your point, you're right. He might really be the one that's the most productive. And it's the shitty. Like, I just want to slam my fucking head into my door right now. I want to send it through the, the fucking door, through the glass, shards. And then I want to bash it shut on my head so the shards go through my fucking temples and I just bleed out in a Peterman fucking jersey. Like, I can't. Fucking take it, dude. It's retarded. Excuse me. I guess it's offensive now. So well, it's fucking stupid that, like, you, this is our options in professional fucking football as a 36-year-old backup quarterback. I'd rather see Paxton Lynch fucking die out there because he might have promise of being something in the future sustainable success. It's stupid. Yeah, because, I mean, because none of the quarterback I, coaching from the Bills is going to help Derek Anderson. You might as well fire the fucking quarterbacks coach. He doesn't do shit. They come out looking like shit. They can't read. They don't even know how to set protections. What the fuck is they, they're not even ready pre-snap. What the fuck are you looking at? I'm done there. You hey, had a fucking nerve. Don't even fucking say Peterman morning for another yeah, 30 seconds. Hey, the- I won't, but, you know, Josh Allen has done great in his first six weeks of Buffalo. He has a... Draft the kid out of UB. I don't give a fuck. Move the fuck on if you have to. If you guys don't hey, think... my man. My if, man. If people don't you think... He, you know, Can people, we draft the QB early next year? Dude, dude. Draft until you figure it out, I guess. I guess this is what we're doing. I just don't think the coach... I don't think the coaches are here. What's changed? Like, like what's going to all of a sudden... It's like the Bills act like quarterback coaches are so hard to find. 
And it's like, really? Are they really like, what are you yeah, guys look, doing? Look, it's the NFL. The, the NFL. Jalen has two One TDs, five jobs. interceptions, 800 yards, 60 completion percentage, and his QBR is 61. And he's got a 40% percent completion percentage of the other fucking team, Mike. Stop it. How many team how many points is he giving the other team? Okay? They well, don't have I'm a stand line for it because no one's ever fucking you know done I, that. You know I'm talking about Josh Allen right now, right? I'm just saying, Mike. I'm talking about goddamn Nate Josh Peterman Allen. Peterman sucks. Okay? And Josh Allen Josh Allen does, sucks. Josh Allen ain't really showing much promise either right now either. At all. Like at all. Like this is really bad. Like 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 you don't like I don't I don't understand. How like the dude on the Texans comes out cool. I don't understand how Dak Prescott comes out. Oh yeah, I do understand Dak Prescott. He is an offensive line. You know, like I, I it's just dude, the Bills look, bro, make it look so hard. Dude, it's the play calling, bro. That's what I'm telling you. Neither of these quarterbacks is as bad as they're showing off. Dude, to you be. have a Hall of Fame running back to mask this problem, and no, they don't. They throw a you screen can't. to Charles fucking Clay. I'll they tell you throw what. a screen to Charles fucking Clay. If, if we switch cute. coaches with the, the Rams right now, guess what? You'd be like, holy shit, the Bills offense is pretty fucking nice. Uh-huh. That's the problem. We can't do that. Dude. Okay, we don't got Sean McVay. We got Sean McDermott. <laughs> Deacon, thoughts? You have anything going on over there, bud? And I don't even know where to begin with you guys. I think Gabe chokes okay. on dicks. But uh, I don't know. My, my my whole thing is like I've I've tried to stay really positive about Josh Allen being a good quarterback. Okay. But the last the last couple of days, I've had this. I've had this recurring thought pop into my head that like we definitely didn't need to draft him um, because when this when this staff arrived, when McDermott and Brandon Bean arrived, we had a six foot five quarterback who could throw a ball seventy yards, had no vision and a bunch of accuracy issues. We had that. Cardell Jones, like, baby, keep going. Deeks. And they couldn't, they couldn't wait to get him gone. And yeah. I don't know, you know. Again, we want to applaud, we want to applaud the boy for pulling the ball down, taking off, and running. And oh, he's so athletic. Is he more athletic than Cardell Jones? I don't know. He might, he might not be. You know. Cardell Jones played like yeah, ten games. I would put those fucking ten games. Over anything Josh Allen's ever dreamt of in college. Well, like, Josh seriously. Allen has impressed us over the last three weeks. He's thrown for, you know, roughly 320 yards, three interceptions, with a completion percentage of below 60. Sounds awesome. And, uh, you know. Hall of Fame, he, dude. I got it, the gold jacket 36, waiting for him. 30, 36 completions in those three games. So, like, he's really setting the world on fire. But. You know, if the offensive coordinator, just a thought for Dable, if you run, I don't know, a drag route, another one, and a lot more of them, and crossing routes, and, you know, short hooks, five-yard variety, maybe, just maybe, I'm just thinking, you get a little momentum, maybe it'll open up the actual plays you want to see thrown, which you shove down the throat 
of your quarterbacks and your team, I'm pretty sure people are like, oh, there's no faith in the court. No, they have no faith in the person calling goddamn plays over there in Buffalo. That's the goddamn issue because these guys know what it's like to be professional. And they're like, yo, how the fuck are we going to succeed when we don't even have time for our quarterback to get us the ball? They should be doing drags and crossing routes. They need to shorten up the routes, but. You know, they ain't listening to me. Dude, you know, like, it's just another classic example of, like, yeah, we know more than you. We're going to slam a system down, and you got to execute it, and that's it. And it's like, I don't understand, dude. Like, they had, like, what Deacon was saying. Uh, I talked about this with Nate Geary Deeks. I actually took notes uh, for the podcast and and just, like, wanted to consolidate a a, a reset with Nate of where I stood, you know? And one of the things I brought up is, like, you had Cowdale Jones. You had another corner, developmental corner. It's Kevon Seymour, who was cheap on the roster you had another guy in ronald darby who traded for a guy who is who barely latched on to philadelphia due to injuries like not even in the league like your scouting department fucking sucks and it's like i, I don't under like your pro personnel department it's like how you, you trade ronald darby he's a cheap serviceable cornerback more than serviceable really good cornerback how about you see if you can play your scheme first you fucking idiot before you get rid of him how's that really cheap and then you still would have fucking um, dude here. You know what I mean? You still have Trey White. And then mm-hmm. you could have this other guy and Taron Johnson playing the nickel or you know, or playing the slot, you know? So it's like, it's like, dude, they're so fucking careless, man. And it's it's like the Bills have never been set up. Like, like Bean and McDermott took over a roster that was loaded with depth. And, oh, Rex Ryan is, you know what, dude? I'll just name me the fucking Pro Bowlers. Rex Ryan said defense was that bad, but so hey, many Pro Bowlers. We have, we have a Pro Bowl punter in Buffalo right now. Like, I mean, the way the offense is showcasing our punter, like, <laughs> I don't see how, I don't see how there's any other way, but this guy is going to be a fucking Pro Bowler. And, and, and okay? only like, this, only the this offense is just like, hey, we're really going to make sure our punter gets to the Pro Bowl because. You know, maybe that's their objective. Maybe we just didn't know that their true objective was to get this young punter into the Pro Bowl. Because that could be what, like, if they're if that's their objective, well, fuck, we've all been confused, and these guys are great. You know Think about it. You know, Derek Anderson made it to a Pro Bowl. He did. He did. He did. Yeah, he he's gonna be probably gonna retire before Sunday. Yo, so, I don't think my balls you know. fucking dropped, and I have some gray hair in my beard. Though. He was an, he was Brady's alternate one year. I think it was like oh five or 07, whatever year he won ten games in Cleveland. Yeah, and then he got paid, and he and he was there. Wasn't Anderson. it like two thousand and four? Something like that. No, that they was sixteen years ago. The, oh wait, no, yeah, that's twelve years ago. No, 14 years ago. Yeah, dude, I think it was. No, it might have been like 2008. Oh, I know. Or six. Because uh, yeah. Brady Quinn lasted a couple of years. Day. All I remember about Derek Anderson, too, is also in Arizona when they shredded him for joking on the sidelines during a blowout. He's like, no, I take this serious. At a press conference, like he flipped out. <laughs> but it's like, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, what Late was like. Sunday. What was wrong? I wonder, if, I wonder if he goes out there and throws, let's say it's the first quarter and Derek <laughs> Anderson's had three drives and two of those three drives end in interceptions. Does he, does he get a fourth drive or, 
you know, because this coaching staff, they literally have no confidence in anybody. So You know what? He does, though, because he's had, like, decades of not being that good at quarterback to get used to this sensation. So, <laughs> to, to be like, this guy has been so good at being bad that, you know, we're going to just let him he ride just out. He about it on the sidelines now. Like he's not even going to get mad, you know? Dude, yeah, I just so, feel so bad for him. He has to take out the fucking tracksuit well, now no, and actually, you, you like, know, work. You know, on the positive side here, though, guys, I do want to take my son to a Bills game, and I think Derek Anderson might be my meal ticket because if they just get throttled by the Colts, like, I want to see, like, you know, I, I appreciate what the defense does, but maybe, like, you know, some – ill-advised turnovers that just really press the defense into a real shitty position where it's looking good, but then they end up getting blown out by like 20 points. I think I could get some tickets for like less than 50 bucks. You know, that would be pretty good. Cause I'm targeting that. Um, I'm targeting the, uh, the bears game in November 4th. Cause I feel like that would be a good time. Cause if we lose this week and then, I mean, because you're gonna bring your son. Well, no, 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 no. I, then we would get crushed by the Patriots, because let's be honest here. And then after we've <laughs> lost three games in a row and we got two wins, people are gonna be like, "Fuck these tickets!" And then they're gonna want to sell a mad cheap on stuff. I might know a and, fucking guy. I might fucking <laughs> know a guy who's got two. Hey. Hey, hey, Dave, I'm trying to go sub 50 in the lower level, okay? That's the type of shit that I'm looking for. But You're missing out 331's great sight lines, baby. Dude, I, I've been there, and it's cool, but, like, I'm trying to, like, you know, give my son an experience. It's going to be his first time. You know, lower level seems nice. He's going to want to see the players. So uh, Yeah, I don't know. I said my, my son's first game, we had lower level tickets. I ended. Up, I mean, it was just preseason, but I ended up sneaking up and sitting next to Dave at halftime. It was way more fun. Yeah, what did he like better? Oh, he likes sitting with you. He said he could see better. Yeah, dude, they they, they see like the play animation. You know Plus, I mean? all the all the boys were up there, and that's that's the whole thing. Yeah. You gotta have the boys up there. Yeah, singing dude. the shout song and all that. Although I don't know, like you might not get to sing the shout song this year, like. Well, no, no, no. The way. Oh, my God, like, I dude. A, I, I don't remember. I got a couple of friends that want to go to a game. So I figured there'd be like four or five of us. So, like, we would tailgate and your ride would be a part of that. And, you know, we'd throw the football around and, and then we'd take them to the field. I mean, I'd be the designated driver, of course, uh, in this scenario, which would kind of be shitty, but it'd be cool because, you know, my son would be there. So, you know, like I said, look, the way I'm looking at this, the Bills. You know what the funny thing is? The Bills, and this was the funniest thing that I saw all of the offseason. <laughs> this is how ludicrous Bills fans are. I saw a poll that was ran in Buffalo on Twitter that said, would you trade Josh Allen? And this is after that second preseason game. We're like, oh, my God, Josh Allen is the greatest quarterback ever. And they're like, would you trade Josh Allen for Andrew Luck? And would you believe that 75% of the Buffalo Bills fans that voted on this fucking poll said, no, I would not trade Josh Allen for Andrew Luck. 
why would I want this awesome quarterback like Andrew Luck, who's shown he can be a fucking pro bowler, future Hall of Fame type quarterback? No, I want this guy who just fucking did awesome in the preseason against third string. And yeah, I bet you if you ran if you ran that same poll right now, I bet you ninety fucking percent of Buffalo Bills fans would say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take." Uh, uh, I'll tell you, you know Luck what I would have did for you know what I would have did for Andrew Luck and his fucked up arm. You know what I did for what I did for that? I would have given up this year's first and two seconds. The exact picks the Bills did for fucking Josh Allen and trading Cordy Glenn, and I would give up. Tremaine Edmonds for Andrew Luck in those picks too. Okay. All right. To be fair, to be fair, and and defend the other side here. At that time, we still hadn't seen Andrew Luck throw the football. Right. And there was a lot of unknown unknowns. He missed a ton of time, and the narrative was that his struggles weren't physical; they were mental. And Josh Allen was a complete unknown that everybody was trying to get get excited for. So like. In hindsight, like, yeah, that's, it, it's hilarious. It's laughable, but, like, there was a lot of speculation hey, that Deacon, Andrew, Luck, Deacon, Andrew Deacon, Luck wasn't going to be Andrew hey, Luck ever. You know what? You know, for the record, were you one of the people that voted in this poll? As the, you, <laughs> oh, my you, God. You're, you're coming at this with a, a certain perspective here. Like, there was quite a few people that voted. Did you, did you happen to see this poll uh, sometime in the preseason? Mike, maybe what if they would have clicked that? Well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying to, to give the other side a, a fair voice. And no, I didn't vote in this poll. Just the, the narrative was like he might not, he might not ever return to form. But like, all right, as he like, yeah, yeah, yeah would, yes, hey Mike, yes. Mike, 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 I would, Mike. I would, uh, I would trade pretty much any player on our roster for him at this point. Yeah. Definitely. I would, I, I would give, I would give two players. I, I would let the, I would let them have. Any two players and a pick for Andrew Luck at this point. I would take. Pick. I would trade Josh <laughs> Allen for Brett Favre's retirement rights to try to get him out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Josh. I, I asked Jeff Knight. I go, "How old is JP Lossman? He goes, two years older than Derek Anderson." I go, "Fuck, give him a buzz. <laughs> give him a buzz." <laughs> He can run for that line. No, he can throw no. Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson might be calling Vontae Davis at halftime. He'd be like, "So Vontae, what what were you thinking when you just walked out?" He's like, "You played the first half. You should know exactly what." I was thinking. Well, yeah, Vontae. Vontae played in in Indianapolis for a long time, so he yes, can call him up and be like, "Yo, dog, which gate should I exit through?" <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what, what is what, what gate can I walk out of where I'm gonna get the least amount of coverage? Dude, I thought that was so funny, Mike. When you're like, yeah, you know my advice for Terry is drive home, <laughs> <laughs> just turn around, and it's like, dude, like, okay, but on the real, we gotta wrap this up. But like, for for one, like, just lastly, I would love to touch base with you three. We got something in the works. We're not gonna. Tease it and give away any you beats. Three, huh? As if there's, you know, another person here, but that's okay. Yeah, it's only like 1.44 a.m. right now, and you're drunk <laughs> watching anime with your fucking prick in your hands, I bet. And you're going to judge me over here. Okay. No, I, I'm not playing with myself. Yeah. Just, I'm actually just, actually, at this point, I've turned sideways. I kicked my feet up against the wall. 
you know, I'm uh, I'm pretty comfortable. So you're right playing now. clueless with the phone right now and throwing your fucking hair. No, I got my hands behind my head. I got I got my uh, my Luna Dunes next to me. And Deacon, let's tell the world what you're doing. I am uh, rolling out my breakfast. Yeah, he's oh, making yeah. my breakfast. Yeah. I'm getting a donut in the morning. Cutting these donuts, baby. Well, do you guys? Uh, well. Speaking, just just FYI. So one time I was out there on the on the uh, the rim, you know, and um, I came across these amazing donuts. And if you could somehow try to re-emulate these donuts, what it was, it was a fried donut with walnuts, whole walnuts sprinkled on top, and a maple. It was like a maple frosting on top of everything. It's phenomenal. So. You could try that one, but I'm going to try your fritter, but I'm just saying it was a really good donut. You should try to make it because you're a donut guy. Oh, yeah. also, apparently Stop bacon. not my job. <laughs> oh, you don't do that? Yo, you got to put bacon on them too, dude. Bacon donuts? Uh, maple bacon donuts? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've had, look, I don't make donuts, but I'll tell you what, I can judge them, you know, better than pretty much everybody. So. Yeah, so, so Mike, um, um if somebody offered their whole draft for Nate Peterman, would you allow them to have Nate Peterman or no? Wait, their whole draft for Nate Peterman, like a trade? Yeah, like I Seven don't think ten. that I because I, like I, I don't think you would want them to get rid of Nate Peterman. So, um, yeah, I don't care who the player is. That that trade's getting turned down, Dave. Okay. 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 It could be Todd fucking Gurley for a whole team. No, I'm saying like, what if somebody offered the Bills their whole draft for for Nate Peterman? Would you would you like run to the stadium and try to block that? Oh, you're saying the 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 Bills are offered the farm for Nate Peterman? Yeah. Obviously, you got to take you got to take the farm, bro. Well, do we but, haven't had a real chance to evaluate look, him look. with a real offensive coordinator yet? And maybe by the time he's 42, they'll have one. So, you know, <laughs> maybe, but look, the good thing is I just have, I just have a good feeling that one day we'll get to watch Nathan Peterman shine. And unfortunately he won't be wearing red, white, and blue at that point. And then people be like, fucking coach says sucks. <laughs> Dude, the like, bills yeah. could totally trade. You know, the bills could totally like fix this by firing Bean, <laughs> firing McDermott. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna get so cold and killed on this on Reddit. I'm sure. Oh, uh, fired a coach already. It's like, oh my god, dude. And it's like, ah, fuck. You know, but it's like, dude, just trade for Chad Kelly marketing team. Trade for Chad Kelly, dude. It's like, it's like, oh, Mr. Relvet, he's, he's dude. It's hey. like, it's like that dude is a more proficient college career than Josh Allen, and you could have sold me on that better than like this crap at the same time it doesn't matter if you had pat mahomes i feel bad for josh allen because he doesn't have proper quarterback tutelage you know it's not his fucking problem he's in the situation he hit the lottery you know what i mean and he's trying the best he can he really is i gotta give him credit he's doing the best he can and it's like just really unfortunate the situation we're in with Derek well no Anderson. well the thing is though the <laughs> The fact of the matter is Josh Allen is doing the best he can. I mean, another quarterback could do better because he's also missing 
throws when he has the opportunity to hit them. He can't even um, get rid of the ball in a proper amount of time. As I'm saying, like Derek Anderson, truthfully, dude, does not really have to do much to be successful, I think. It's no, really no, no, gonna, like, it's really gonna let us know how bad the receivers are or how, or phrase, how bad Dave, the line is. Derek Anderson doesn't have to do much to do, to impress compared to lackluster, yeah. to lackluster Bills fans who have been watching the shit show the first six weeks of the season. So, um, but yo, guys, I'm going to bed because I got to get up and work and stuff in the morning. Oh, fine. And I Come in here and fucking too. fine. There you go, dude. Come in here and talk for. And, you know, 50, 50, 57 fucking minutes of the hour. And now, you, now you're now you leaving? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you're fucking out? All right, dude. <laughs> well, Mike, where can we find you on Twitter? At Fantasy Smitty. Hey, and just to let everybody know, you can send me my favorite alcohol and drinks and gift cards. You can send that all over. Um, I don't know how, but somehow transfer funds to my account. At, at Yo, Fantasy if you Smitty got Dragon Ball Z playing cards, send them. You know what? Speaking of Dragon Ball Z, and I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't seen any of the newest saga. It's a true story. I tried so um, hard in seventh grade to get into Dragon Ball Z, and I was just like, I can't fucking. I do can. You know shit. what's funny? I'm sitting I'll there. I'm Street sitting Fighter. there. I want to get into anime. I'll just play some fucking Street Fighter and fucking. Do I'm something. sitting there watching. I'm sitting there watching Seven Deadly Sins last night, and you know I'm living here at my mom's right now because I got kicked out of my house. And my mom comes in. She goes, "You're watching cartoons." And I looked at her, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, no one's here watching cartoons." <laughs> if I was watching cartoons. That's fine, because I like watching cartoons, too. But this is anime, completely different, Mom. Just step out of the room, enjoy your beverage. I'm going to enjoy mine, because you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Mom, don't worry about this middle leg between my pants just rising up during this quote-unquote cartoon that you call it, okay? Anyways, Deacon, I think this is over, bud. Thank God. <laughs> All right, yo, Mike, fuck off. I'll talk to you guys later. Hey, guys. Jesus. <laughs> Bye, Deeks. Okay. Well, that was interesting. Welcome to the late night edition of the Numbville Spam Podcast. As I picture a little crescent moon in the background as I say that with some stars like a late show. So tune into the podcast as always on uh, iTunes. Subscribe everywhere. Tell your friends, family, dogs. Just press play. Play it out loud. Hold your speakerphone out there. Rock out. Let him hear Mike rail about his favorite quarterback ever, Hall of Fame Nate Peterman. So that was an interesting little uh, triangle trade of thoughts there between Deacon making donuts, uh, me sitting here, and uh, Mike laying off fly by himself. So thanks for tuning in. As always, um, on this one, I'm your host, David Palermo. You can find Deacon on Twitter, Adam the Bills fan. You can find Mike Smith on Twitter, at Fantasy Smitty. And uh, Numbills fan on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You know, just, you know, if you want to join the conversation, hit us up. Um, Mike will talk to you forever on Twitter. He's really great to talk to. I love talking to Mike. And, uh, you know, Deacon's over there at the Bills Mafia board as a moderator. Biggest Bills board there is. So shout out to those guys in the Red Pintle Tailgate. It was nice seeing Jamie Tilbury the other day. 
So uh, have a good night. And as always, check out the last podcast with David Chow, number 205, the former uh, head doctor for the Chargers for 17 years. Crazy stories last podcast. Uh, Nate Geary, 203 and 204, banged up bills. Kyle does a great job over there, and he really dove into the, the Josh Allen injury pretty deep. And I really like what he's got going on. You know, really genius idea to have a a a a, a, a site, a Twitter verse just dedicated to um, you know, pills injuries and and a podcast about it. So I think that's really neat. So as always, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports and PunchDrunkSports.com, greatest comedians ever. Check them out. Ari Shapiro, Sam Tripoli, saw Sam Tripoli the other day at uh, Tim Fellow Hat Comedy and at the Funny Bone in Syracuse. And, you know, Sam's really supportive of the podcast and, and my ventures personally. So really had a great time. Please check out their podcast, Punch Drunk Sports. If you like dick jokes and whatever the hell and just, you know, wild shit with sports, honest, raw opinion. And I do respect their opinions. Uh, It's definitely up your alley. So check it out. And... uh. Yeah, that's it. Have a good night.